pie in the house. I was trying to make a sound that couldn't be made. I actually spent some time this morning uh, wondering... Making sounds that can't be made. Well, no, wondering what would be a sound that you couldn't make. Sound in your head. The only thing I could get close to was uh, the sound of a dog bending its knees forwards. Because that's impossible, isn't it? Dog Dogs can't do that. Or humans bending their knees backwards. No, bend, humans can do that. No, backwards. They do bend their knees backwards. You mean no, forwards? No, they bend the knees forward. The knees go forwards, though, when you bend them. No. So I meant like the knee. <laughs> Not the- when my knees don't go bend forwards when I'm sitting down like I am now. Yeah, don't they? Yeah, they don't bend backwards. Your they, bum they bend. bend your bum goes backwards, but your knees go forwards. I don't think anyone talks about knees being bent forwards. That's impossible, Sonia. Uh, but if you're bending your knees, your knees move towards the front of you when you bend them, right? So surely that's <laughs> bending forwards. If your knees bent back, your back and your backside bends backwards as your knees bend forwards. <laughs> what a lovely, inane conversation. We love it. Welcome to Beampod, everyone. The Marillion, oh, sorry, a Marillion podcast. <laughs> just one of many. Just just part of the the great morass of Marillion podcasts that now exist. <laughs> no, love you, Meza and Craig. <laughs> and H and Ant and anyone else who started one up in the last week. Um, no, I, I, seriously, sounds like carving mate. I, I actually went on to chat GPT. Right. I, 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 it could be like, in, I, oh no, go. Yeah, I go. I go now. Sorry. <laughs> I went on chat GPT, which I have a love-hate relationship with, apart from <laughs> AI, uh, you know, going to take all our jobs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, it is useful for certain planning things and research. However, th- it also has an attitude that I don't it? like. It's quite it never, gives, get, it never gives me attitude. I, well, it's not an attitude. Apart from if I'm asking it about ghosts and stuff and then it has to repeatedly tell me that it, it they're, they're not real. And it, no, it's got a smugness about it. it. It's slightly smug. I'd be smug if I was that intelligent. Yeah, but it knows it's intelligent. It's the sort of person if you got stuck with at a party, you know, it, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't like. You wouldn't enjoy yourself. They'd make you feel inadequate. But anyway, I asked it for some suggestions. Yeah. Um... Uh, I mean, aside from the fact it's got a terrible sense of humour. It doesn't Does it have, have a sense it. of humour. Never has a sense of humour with me. I think no, Chat a terrible GB- sense I of humour. I think ChatGBT likes you more than me because it never it never tries to make me laugh. Well, it doesn't try to make me laugh. I mean, I don't if use I, it if, very I, often. if I ask it to, yeah. it, it fails. Like, okay, so I asked it for uh, some sounds. I said, what are some sounds that would be impossible to create? And it said, creating... It said, sorry, sorry, it went... <laughs> creating really impossible sounds is a challenging concept. <laughs> then it went... <laughs> At the realm of sound, it encompasses a wide range of frequencies and amplitudes, many of which <laughs> are beyond human recognition. Sorry, perception. Which, which is, uh, that is a whole different concept because I think it's talking about sounds that can't be heard. Well, this is it, yeah. By human ears, which is different to sounds that can't be made. Exactly, exactly. So then it started off going, oh, infra, infrasound and ultrasound, blah, 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 are beyond human range. Sounds at extreme frequencies. Anyway, and then I was like, no. I said, what are some... <laughs> <laughs> like, no. No. Having attitude with chat GPT. Oh, and also, whenever it does anything for you, it ends like this, right? It goes, it's important to note that while some 
some sounds may be impossible for humans to hear or produce using current technologies, <laughs> advancements in science and technology could potentially make the creation or detection of some of these sounds feasible in the future. Anyway, so then I well, said... That's OK. Yeah, what's wrong with that statement? <laughs> Smug. Uh, it, it, it does... It loves saying it's important to know because it always tells me that it's important to yeah. know, like, ghosts aren't real or some stuff like that. How do you know? <laughs> so when you sort of say, oh, could you uh, give me the directions to, uh, I don't know, kind of um, Edinburgh to Glasgow? Yes, I can give you the directions. It's important to know that ghosts aren't real. <laughs> It just has to keep reminding me. So anyway, so then I I asked it, what are some hypothetical impossible situations that, if they were possible, would make a noise? Okay. Okay, and then uh, then it got, it was just boring again. The sound of a black (laughs) hole. Right, and then it it tried to be whimsical. A conversation between stars... The noise oh, I really of light. Like that. Okay, echoes from the future. I mean, oh, these all sound like prog lo- rock songs. That's lovely. I mean, the whispers of shadows. These are all prog rock albums. Yeah, they really um, are. The crackling of the aurora borealis. Funnily enough, given what we're talking about this episode, the symphony of a colliding galaxy. Oh. I mean, that's that's definitely a Tangerine Dream album. Um, the song of photosynthesis. Again, probably a Tangerine Dream album. So then I said no. <laughs> <laughs> said, you, you always come back to work with no. No. Um, <laughs> then I said, think of think instead of some more down to earth impossible things, such as a dog bending its leg forward at the knees. <laughs> <laughs> so then it came back with right. Then then the genius. <laughs> GPT the example. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. And it's so clever, right? It came up with its own one. What do you think its first one was? Its first idea was a dog bending its leg forward at the knees. <laughs> <laughs> then it described what that might sound like, at least. It said, crying. If, if a dog could do this, the sound might be a series of gentle, gentle mechanical whirs and clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Akin to gear shifting as it adjusts its legs in a way nature never intended. That's amazing. Right. So then it's like, oh, okay, right. I, yes, I see what you're doing. I, I get your sense of humour, human. Right. <laughs> and so then it was like a cat barking like a dog. <laughs> uh, trees walking. Uh, flowers singing. It's like just not even trying, is it? Butterflies laughing. Uh, a fish whistling underwater. That I thought was quite a good one. Okay. Um, mountains breathing. It's just, it's just like. Oh, that's quite uh, interesting. Clouds clapping. <laughs> Imagine if they did start. Well, they kind of do. That's what thunder uh, is. Rocks growing and the moon sighing. So. Uh, and then I, I just had enough. And I went, just go even more whimsical. And then it was like, really just lost the plot. What did it say? Pavements purring underfoot. A cloud of oh, bubbles I like, laughing. I like... Oh, Flowers no. whispering secrets to bees. Aww. They're like that, I can imagine that being a nice thing to write in a children's storybook. Mm, but then get this. I asked it. I said, what would love sound like if it made a noise? Yeah. It said, a gentle whisper. It might begin as a soft, comforting whisper, like a breeze through the leaves, representing the tender, intimate moments shared between loved ones. 
Or it might sound like a warm, resonating hum. A warm, continuous hum that envelops and soothes, representing the comfort and security that comes with love. You can tell that ChatGPT has never had sex. <laughs> it's a like ChatGPT is an incel. AI is an incel. A warm what? Hug? Be careful, it can hear you. It's listening to you through your laptop. Well, what's it going to do? <laughs> oh, um, knowing that, warm, it probably docks me. It, it's a warm what? <laughs> Uh, a warm, I don't know, warm, warm resonating hum. hum. Warm resonating hum. It's basically describing tinnitus. Well, certain types of tinnitus. Would you describe tinnitus as warm? Yeah, you can. It can be sometimes. Oh, interesting. Anyway, that's an interesting start to the episode, wasn't it, everyone? Everyone who tuned in hoping for some Marillion. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Bye. <laughs> uh, so we... Um, we we talked about Gaza last week and the feared uh, grief that we had braced ourselves for uh, didn't really materialise, did it? We must have, we must have kind of done not to the extent we were expecting it to. No, we got a little bit. Yeah, a little uh, bit, but, but but not much. Not massively. I mean, I haven't dared look at our reviews on Apple Podcasts. I'm oh not, no, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, uh, good idea. Never looking at them again and. Uh, I, I haven't seen... Well, actually, our patrons have gone up this week. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We didn't... We we just had a few, a couple of people. That was it, really. Yeah. Most most of the response we got, people said we managed to sort of walk the, the line quite well. Um, so, yeah, who'd have thought it? It was a tough episode to do though it was a tough episode and it left you feeling a bit oh um, so down all week well you were you were fearing that we were going to get a bit of grief yeah i mean i imagined i imagined we would i would have been surprised if we hadn't but we didn't i really. genuinely would have been surprised if we hadn't um mm. no less than i was expecting yeah anyway um i didn't feel down i, I felt great for once <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, I mean, I didn't feel down just because of the episode. I just felt down in general. But oh, the episode great. didn't Bring help. The mood of the episode down. <laughs> wow. Oh well, it's that time of year, isn't it? Uh, is it? The sun don't shine. The sun ain't gonna shine anymore. On the other side. Oh no, that's the we're singing different songs, Sanya. Oh, anyway, I've got a really strong vitamin D and K two supplement, which has arrived. K two, the mountain. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's... Vitamin D is Sanya's nickname for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you some vitamin D supplement. <laughs> um, right, so on to the next song yes. on the album Sounds That Can't Be Made, uh, which... Uh, as contrasts go, they don't get any more stark, do they? They're pretty different, aren't they? Yeah. I love this song. It's one of my all-time favourite Marillion songs. It's certainly... Yeah, it would be in my uh, top third, I should think. Top third? 
<laughs> okay. I don't We're know. being so generous here. Well, top just third out of like a hundred th- songs that's in your top third. Just because there's so many there good songs. There are a lot songs. of songs. Yeah, there are um, a lot of good songs. I, I I genuinely really love it. It's it's it is definitely yeah. it's one of my like top top favorites. And especially since we went to see H Natural. I think it was like either the first it might have been the first time I saw H doing an H natural gig in the 100 club in London and it was all quiet and it was kind of dark and then he just hit the chords oh yeah you uh, went on about that for oh ages my, yeah I did go on about that for ages because oh my god just hearing the chords strip back like that it 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 really it it hit me it was so powerful mm. and I was just like oh they're such good chords Damn good chords. Damn good chords. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's a sort of pop rock song of the type that they do well. Very well. Very well. Sorry. Very well. I meant to say Ex- so well. But exquisitely. I never say so that anymore. The dropped out of my sentence. Um, dropped out the bottom of it. I meant to say so well. Oh. Uh, yes, it's... Uh, do you want to talk about the music a bit? I know you've written a few notes. I've got some stuff to say when we get to the lyrics. Okay. Um, but more about the album in general. Album or song? Album. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I don't have a ton to say. I All I can say is um, it's, it's just gorgeous. It's got so many delightful parts. Again, it's such a lush, rich, spacious sound. And the, um, it's, I love the cosmic keyboards, especially, especially there's a part around two minutes 51 and it's just like really epic. It's just, it's filled with so many beautiful, epic parts and the way it builds. And I, I think if it was, I was thinking, it reminds me like if it was a car, it would be a futuristic space Cadillac. So like a Cadillac from the Jetsons or something. (laughs) So it's like, it's classic. It's iconic. It's spacious. It's got a nice design, but it's also modern and futuristic. Interesting. Space Cadillac. You say iconic, because that was one of the things I wrote down. Oh, really? Particularly that guitar I don't know if it's a solo, but that riff that Rothers does in that in the latter half, the yes, Aurora Borealis. The Aurora Bo- I wrote oh that down God. as iconic. Yeah. And I don't know why I see it that way. I, it may be because I think we got a um I think we got like an album trailer which had snippets of all the songs and that bit was in it. Yeah. And I just remember it really standing out in that sort of trailer that is an iconic rothers solo for sure one of my oh one of my favorite all-time marillion bits is the aurora borealis yeah, bit. and when h sings silent and high the way he sings silent and high the way it fits in with the rest of the music oh, it's blissful it's like it's a it's supernatural almost it's interesting when i was looking up uh the reactions to this album yeah again it came up how many many people seem to object to H's sort of falsetto when he... No. And I've always loved it. What? Why? Just the range of his voice. Oh, every time. Yeah, it gets me every time because it's like, how is that humanly possible? Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, it seemed to be a lot 
of the criticism came from sort of prog fans and you just think oh Geddy Lee John Anderson you know those people just basically sing you know in that 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 yeah register the entire time that uh, shocked me I, I would never even imagine anyone objecting to it because it, it just it's so effective he uses his voice like an instrument his he voice really is does. an instrument yeah 100 100 really how can someone play their voice so well He's definitely, I, ne- I never yeah. understand it's like to have that amount of control over your body that you can create music like that how <laughs> okay paul rose what the where is your brain gone <laughs> it doesn't matter no okay please share please share with us your thoughts no, on no, the matter. no 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 it's fine i don't need to talk about how i create music with my body <laughs> <laughs> no one needs to hear that <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, he's one of the most sort of musical vocalists, or certainly one yeah. of the most musical male vocalists, I think, in yeah. the world. Yeah, for sure. But um, but in terms of the song, it, it H once described it as sounding a bit like Simple Minds, which I never really heard, but that might be because of his voice, because he sounds so different to, to Jim Kerr. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I, the second I heard the song, and I think it, it's a song that greatly benefits from its contrast with Gaza. Yeah, it does. Um, because it's like you need that sun coming out after the yes. darkness of that oh, song. Oh, sorry. I just, I did want to mention, um, I think you said we had a comment possibly on Facebook where someone suggested that Gaza would have been better placed at the end of the album. Sorry, mm. I, I, I can't remember the name of who said that. Um, and I was thinking, I've been really thinking about that because I, I don't know. No. I like it at the beginning. Yeah. I like it at the beginning because then you kind of go mood wise. The only way is up, even though the ending of the album is not like a jolly happy song. I don't think. Um, no, but it's like <laughs> to end on Gaza would have felt really depressed afterwards yeah. just because of the subject matter. Um, and sort of having Gaza at the beginning and then moving into sounds that can't be made feels like a really nice uh, progression, journey. I don't know. What's the word for that? It just feels like a nice movement. Yes. Uh, yes, I agree. I do wonder whether Gaza might have worked better in the middle of the album. But I like, I don't know. I don't like, know. I find it. I like, I. you know... Not to let's get it over and let's get it out of the way, but mood wise, because it's a song that's not, um, it's it's emotionally not enjoyable. No. Um, so I guess you know, like when you have a plate of food, you want to save your favorite till the end. Yes. Well, that makes it sound like I don't like Gaza. And what's it, going on? And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Mood-wise, it's like get the hard thing out of the way. <laughs> oh God, don't look at me like that. Um, <laughs> but then, but then the last song's quite now I know intense how you feel. as well. <laughs> <laughs> the last song's quite intense as well. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's just yes, please continue talking. Um, well. Uh, 
<laughs> staying with that topic, uh, it's it sort of got this kind of pumping rhythm, if you'll excuse. <laughs> what is going on this week? <laughs> I don't know. It's because we've got Gaza out the way and it's like we can... <laughs> <laughs> you can breathe a sigh of relief. Um, yeah, it's, it's, but it does. It's sort of, that's how it feels to me. The, the, uh, uh, oh, the uh, beat. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. But it does. Sorry to say it yeah. again. No, but no, it does no, remind it does. me of, it's a sort of pumping yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, before it goes yeah, into. Yeah, it kind of like it sinks with your heartbeat almost. I'm really, excuse the language. I'm a bit wanky this week with what I'm saying, aren't I? Oh, yeah? It sinks it sinks with your heartbeat. I mean, you're no chat GPT, that's for sure. I could give chat GPT a run for its money. Yeah. Um, but it kind of does. It does kind of sink with your heartbeat a bit. Yes, I suppose. It might sink with your heartbeat. <laughs> My I mean, anxiety might, ridden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 150 beats per minute. <laughs> My regular one. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. So uh, musically, absolutely lovely. And there's a lot going on in however long it is. How long is this song? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I never seven, look at stuff I was like that. I thought seven minutes, 11. Seven, 11. Huh. Uh, yeah. So it's actually slightly longer than you think, think, given that it is a what feels like a short song. Does that make sense? It doesn't feel like a long song. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it comes after Gaza, which was like 17 minutes-ish. Yeah, everything so. feels short after that. Yeah. Y- yeah. <laughs> well, unless it's a long, longer song, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, help, please. Thanks for clearing that up. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> uh, lyrics then, Sanya. God, I don't know. So, really? Ironically... I can't find the right words to describe what the lyrics mean to me. <laughs> so, the lyrics that can't be made. Um, I guess. So I'm just guessing as usual. It it gives me a sense that it's about like sharing a special connection with someone. So it's a connection that you have with someone that transcends the physical world. And so it's like, you know, when you experience something and you or or you know something but you don't know how you know it yeah. you just know it or you feel something and you can't describe what you're feeling and yet sometimes you can encounter someone if you're lucky you can encounter someone who even with your clunky way of trying to describe it they just get it as well like they can almost it's almost like you have a telepathic connection with them so they kind of just get or you just know that someone else gets what you're experiencing or gets what you mean even without you verbalising it. And I guess, yeah, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a sense of validation. So it's like when H says, no, it just ain't in your mind, babe. You feel validated that the thing that you're experiencing or feeling um isn't just you isn't just in your head mm. like they validate it as well like yeah they're saying it's not just in your mind i get what you mean um but yeah i don't know if that's what the song's about but can i just say just before <laughs> yeah. before i hand the baton to you 
uh, my favorite lyrics in the song are like the wind blowing in the palms of my mind. Mm-hmm. I felt the wind blowing in the palms of my mind. I just thought, oh, oh. It's like saying chat GPT. It's better than chat GBT. And then when H says. GBT, the far right version of AI. Yeah, um, with the voice of Pierce Morgan or who or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one. And then when when H says something unreal but realer than everything, so it's like you know sometimes sometimes what you experience internally is actually more real than the physical world, mm. and that's what this song. That's what it means to me it just like reminds me that life isn't just what we see and feel and hear it's not just the life that we experience with our five senses there's there's a part of us that experiences life internally and there's a whole nother world in there that can be realer than the physical five sensory world that we experience yes i agree with that do you not just think it's about love, though? Maybe. I just think it's a love song. I guess love is a kind of special connection, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's got one of my favourite H lyrics of all time in it, which is only love can stop you from merely existing. Yeah. Love is... I think it's a song about how love is... When you fall in love. I think it's a, a song about being in love or being in love with someone else and how that isn't something it doesn't exist in a physical sense mm. um you know I mean, i'm sure i've talked about it on this podcast before how i didn't think love was real until i met sanya oh, Phil, that's cringy isn't it um <laughs> thanks uh then when i did it was i did have this weird uh this weird experience where i actually found it kind of upsetting i know that sounds mad um i actually kind of i was reeling from it it was like kind of discovering that father christmas was real or unicorns were real or mermaids or something like that that it that actual love is a real thing like something that i had come to believe was a myth um, that you that actually you could fall in love with another human being, um, and it is it, it it's not I don't think necessarily just about romantic love. This thing, this thing, this song, <laughs> <laughs> this thing that he, they wrote. I think it's just a song about love in general. It's like I that same sort of kind of indefinable love. I mean, how do you, do you describe love? You know, but I know that I feel it for you. It's like I feel it for our grandson. Yeah, we saw him at the weekend. And it's that same, it's that same sensation of, again, there's no words for it. And I think it's a song that is trying to describe the indescribable, Mm. ultimately. Yeah. Which is love. And love isn't something you can describe. It's something that you just feel. So I think it's trying to sort of say sounds that can't be made is just another way of saying it's something that yeah that can't be put into words. Yeah, 
Well, I like that interpretation. That's how I've always yeah. understood this song. And it was actually, as I was going through the album in, in total, I kind of went, wow, all of these songs, maybe with the exception of Gaza, are about love in some way. Are they? Yeah, I think they are, yeah. I suppose, yeah, even Montreal, it's a, an appreciation for the place. And, and the fans. And, and Yeah. Yeah, they're all different ways of talking about love and different types of love. Yeah. Um, so it's not a concept album, but there was definitely something going on with H, I think, <laughs> at the time that he, you know, well, yeah, you know, he was in a good place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, but again, great song and oh, simple it. lyric, but a great lyric. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Let's move on to Pour My Love. Okay. A song originally entitled Bend Your Head. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about bending knees back again. Oh, God. <laughs> no, let's, let's not. Let's not open that can, can of knees. Can of, yeah. However, let's, if let's anyone would like joint. to settle this, please. No, that sounds like a drug thing. I'm sorry? It's not. Oh my god! Because like, aren't these joints? Are they joints? Yeah. Yes. What on I earth? I don't know. My brain's what, what are they if they hinges? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are I mean, they, they if are they're not basically joints? Hinges. They're like huge <laughs> joints, though, aren't they? But then hips are massive as well. Hip joint. <laughs> What's going on, Sanya? I don't know. <laughs> What's going on? Send help. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, you've just gone off and gone off on a weird tangent about joints and hips and <laughs> I don't know. Uh so uh a song that um frankly owes us somewhat of a debt to the Todd Rundgren song Rundgren. Can you say Todd Rundgren? Todd Rundgren. 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 That's a song that I... Uh, the Say song? that three times God, fast. Jesus Christ, what is going on with our brains today? I don't know. It's a, a name that I struggle with, Rundgren. Say it five times in a row. Rundgren, Rundgren, Rundgren. Say I can't do yeah. it, can you? Rundgren, Rundgren, Rundgren. <laughs> no. Todd Grant. <laughs> Say I can't. Oh, Todd. that's even worse. No, Todd. Todd Rundgren, Todd Rundgren. No, I can't do it. Uh, and Todd if you, Rundgren. If you can do it uh, five times in under three seconds, you get free Big Mac. Did you know that? <laughs> Give him a big Mac and get yeah. him out of here. So, uh, yes, owes a debt to Todd Rundgren's Hello, It's Me. Have you ever heard that song? Hello, it's me. Mm-hmm. You know it. I think so. It's definitely one. influenced. Yes. Now that you say it, yeah. I can it's, hear it. It has to have been influence i by love it. that song no me too i love both of them there you yeah. go i've said it i love oh. i love you love poor my poor love. your love yeah do you want to talk about the music dear um yeah i mean i think it's quite i, I don't know i think a musician will probably be able to say more mm. for me it was quite a straightforward melodic song yes um and i feel like it's more of a showcase for the vocals rather than the music like the music seemed pretty straightforward and simple was that was, did it have a drum machine on it? Do you know what? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, well, yeah, lots of them do. I think there's even a drum machine on, on Gaza. Oh, 
Okay. There is a drum machine on Gaza at points. So, huh. yeah, they, yeah, they've they used drum machines well, ever, on, ever since Lady Nina. But I think in, there's one on power as well. They've increasingly used them over the years, often. To, increasingly? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You, you go and listen. There's a lot of drum machines on Marillion albums in the last 15 years. Yeah. That's not because Ian can't do it, but because it's just a different sound. It's a different... Yeah, it gives it a different quality. I, th- I seem to remember on Animatophobia that that was the first one that they used them, I think, in a, uh, a big way. Because mm. the on This Is The 21st Century, I believe the sort of first half of that song is all, is all drum machine. And then yeah. Ian comes in about halfway through. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just, I think it's part of the reason why I feel it's more of a showcase for the vocals. Because having a drum mach- machine makes the music less personalized i suppose it's not that's not a criticism it mm. just means that because you have that one less human layer in it the vocals are able to shine more does that yes. make sense uh i no. guess okay. I, I guess but i don't I know think what i mean a, i don't think it's because of the lack of if there is one a lack of a real drummer um i think it's more i just think it's a very sort of loose shuffly kind of melodic song with I mean I think it's more a showcase for the keyboards personally. Oh really? I don't think it's a big Rothers song. There is a solo in it. It's not my favourite Rothers solo, but I love the rest of the song. Yeah. I'd have to uh, listen to it again with ears out for the keyboards. Yeah, I think For it's, me it was just like the vocals shone. Because he's a great vocalist. Yeah. And there's there's some great keyboards on there if you listen to it. I'll have to listen some, again. Uh, turn it up a bit. It's sort of a bit I well, 60s, 70s, that kind of yeah, um, classic rock, soft rock thing. And it's insane that this song is on the same album as Gaza. It's insane if you think about it. I mean, this is just the song, two songs before we had Gaza. And yeah. now you have this. They're completely different. I suppose, um, even though last week we were sort of talking what? about... Yeah, sorry. Um, Sorry. How uh, sounds that can't be made, fear, and now before it's dark, a sort of a kind of almost a set. Uh, which, funny enough, actually, I read an interview with um, Ian Mosley earlier today, an older interview, where he sort of says he seems to see their albums being in sets of three. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, which, I, yeah, which, which, I, uh, which I didn't know when I was saying that last week, but. Um, but that said, I think this one is what I really love about Fear and Now Before It's Dark is that they feel cohesive. I think right. Sounds That Can't Be Made is less of a cohesive album. Because of Gaza. So without Gaza, Gaza, do you feel... Had Gaza been taken off, do you feel it would have been more cohesive? Well, here's the thing. It's a long album, this. It's 75 minutes. That is a long album. So That's... they could have technically done an album with it. I'm going somewhere with this because okay. I've got another idea afterwards. Yes. So they, without Gaza, then it would have been just under an hour. Yeah, which is would be the same length as Fear. Yeah, which dark. is a good length for an album. Uh-huh. What would you have said had they released Gaza as its own thing? Thing. Maybe like fleshed it out, like had Gaza and then maybe fleshed it out or fleshed out each part of Gaza as its own song and had a concept album. I mean, that would have been politically a minefield. Uh-huh. <laughs> they would have got so much <laughs> yeah. grief. Uh, so I don't blame them for not doing that. But um, it would have been kind of like as, as a standalone album with mm. its own theme. Well, 
I I would love Marillion to do kind of a I know Fear and an hour before it's dark a kind of concept albums, but also uh, then you have like in the middle of Fear the Levers, which although it sounds musically at one with the rest of the album conceptually, it's really at odds. Mm. Likewise, white paper. Yeah, white paper even more so. I feel, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, so, I would love Marillion to do one before they leave the stage. I'd love what them to would do. Would you say? But, yes. Sorry. Okay. What would you say if they didn't necessarily do a new one, but they took pre-existing songs like Gaza or like? Um, because I think you said was it the Crow and the Nightingale or Sierra Leone? Sierra Leone. You thought could work as its own concept album, had it been, you know, fleshed out. What would you say if they did that? They picked a, a no, song that already that. exists. That's shit. Well, make flesh... an album out of it. That's insane. No, but flesh it out with more musical pieces. Nah, that's like saying Transatlantic would do. Well, and did. You know, <laughs> it's not, no. No, no, no. Really? I think it could work. Um, but it'd be interesting, but what's work. the point? Do, a, do, do something new. Why, why? Well, because I feel like you'd be taking something that exists but creating something new from it because you're adding to it. Oh, it's a, that's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. Uh, I, per- I personally like it. <laughs> it's one of the worst <laughs> ideas I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, it's strange because I, I was thinking about this weirdly in relation to power, which we'll get onto in a minute. Yeah. Uh, about the whole Marillion long, short songs thing mm. and how you look at the list of Marillion's, uh, you know, the sort of the, the fan voted lists and, you know, of best songs. And it is, you know, it's the long songs are sort of always higher ranking in general. And I think Marillion are just as skilled doing shorter songs, but they tend to get overlooked or overshadowed by these epics mm. um and a song like well as i was gonna say well any of these sort of you know sounds that can't be made pour my love power mm-hmm. uh, they're all brilliant but yeah. the the song that everyone talks about from this album is gaza is it yeah what uh, not not sky above the rain and no less so as time has gone on Wow. And are you talking Although that from, says, you, wait, Sky Above the Rain is over 10 minutes. But are you talking from a musical perspective? I'm or? talking from a fan's perspective in terms of what they class as... as I'm, I'm, I'm generalising, obviously. Oh, that's interesting. But I did have a look at kind of lists of people's favourite Marillion songs and it's like Invisible Man, Neverland, Ocean Cloud, uh, yeah, Gaza, and it, it's the long ones... Uh, the levers, and then there are great songs like I. Well, I'm going to give a spoiler for probably next week. Invisible Ink, which is yeah. no one's favourite song apart from you and I, who love really? it. Really, it's like literally. It might be my favourite Marillion song. Really, spoilers for next week. I mean, I. I think it is. It's, it's, it's one of it's my favourite Marillion songs. Great pop song. I've had it on my like personal playlist from before we were doing this podcast. Yeah. It's li- it's one of my favourite all-time favourite songs. I love it. I love Invisible Ink. But people actually 
actively dislike that song. How can anyone <laughs> we'll get on to that next week? But, but you know, Paul, my love, I think it, it seems to have sort of landed in this kind of neither here nor there. Kind of no one actively dislikes it, but it doesn't seem to be anyone's super favourite. But actually, when I listen to yeah. it again, it's like, oh, it's really nice. I'd actually it's like a nice to hear song. it live. Yeah. Oh, it would be such a great H natural song. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nice song. It's it's not an epic like Invisible Man, obviously. No. But it's just a lovely little song. But it does fit strangely with girls. <laughs> it does fit oddly. Marillion is such a you know, when we've done all the albums, I'm gonna we're gonna do an episode where we talk about like Marillion's musical have, schizophrenia. But where would you have placed Gaza though? Which album would it fit with? Unless you know, unless you make it have its own album, where would you place it? Because it's such a unique sound. Oh, yeah, maybe give it so give long. it its own album. Do an album with another I don't know twenty minute long song on, and then you've got forty you know forty, 40 minute, minute album. Yeah. Release that, I, but maybe I don't know. I'm not saying do that because uh, if I think if you'd have taken Gaza off this album, as Mark Kelly said, as we were talking about last week, um, I don't think the album would have been as well received. Because, really? Yeah, because it's it's a soft album on the whole. It sort of is an easy listening album. It's quite mm. heavily poppy. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it great melodies, great songwriting. But in some respects, this is, is you know, who took Gaza out, what you're left with is probably their poppiest album since, like, like Holidays in Eden. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I never thought about it that way. Even Montreal yeah, possibly, is quite sort of bright and yes, bouncy. Yeah, bouncy. Even though yeah, it's that's long. a good way of putting it. It's yeah, a well, I mean, yeah, song. poppy. Montreal's like a super long song. But it's poppy. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a kind of, you know, melody that's yeah. quite upbeat. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, think of this album without Gaza, and it's a very but different... But there's nothing wrong with that, though. What's wrong with having a poppier album and going this Well, is from up? my point of view, nothing. But you think maybe it wouldn't have been received as well by the fans having a more, like, sort of going, this is our poppy album, a poppy album of ours? Uh, no? I didn't say that. Oh. I was just making an observation that Gaza's an odd fit with the rest of it. Hmm. Yeah. I've never I've never thought like I've never experienced as it as an odd fit but I think it's because it comes at the beginning and yeah maybe if it had come at the end as well on either end of the album because the other songs do fit together mm. I've never experienced it as jarring I'll tell you why I don't experience it as jarring is because it's a Marillion album and you we're kind of at by this point we're sort of used to it <laughs> that 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 jumping around in genres uh mm. but i do just think in the not that i'm not this this is an observation it's not a criticism it, but i it's an observation that the contrast between the sort of relative heaviness of gaza is is not just at odds with the next couple of songs it's at odds with the rest of the album it's very mm. different yeah 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 it is it is. It's just weird that I haven't ever experienced that in the actual listening I experience. I think because it's Marillion. Yeah. You just kind of go, well, that's what they do. But I do think the next two albums were musically more cohesive and, for me, more Thematic. satisfying. Really? Yeah. Well, I, well, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I love, love this album. I, I love do love this album. I, 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 Yeah. 
Hmm. I don't know. I can't agree with that because it's one of my favourite albums. Agree with what? Agree the, with what? The next two albums were more musically satisfying than this one. I'd say cohesive. Oh, cohesive. And then, therefore, I found them more satisfying. Oh, okay. I was owning it. Okay. Yeah. Now who's smug? Now who's chat GBT? <laughs> uh, right, lyrics. Uh, Johnny Helmer. Yes. Uh, I think H took this lyric. It was left over from the Holidays in Eden era. So this wow, is his first. Get out. This is Johnny Helmer's. Sorry, John Helmer. Uh, but it was it's Johnny on Apple Music. Yes. It's his first lyric on a Marillion album since. <laughs> First one in a long while, but it dates predates even then. Uh, it's yeah, so H took it and reworked it, hmm. uh, and it's might be one of my favourite John Helmer lyrics. Might be one of mine too. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the the others, all of the others, but yeah, it's definitely one that I enjoy. It's less less sort of of that sort of slight gothic uh, oddness, although it. it it has a couple. Well, it has one line that I don't like. What's that? In a place where truth lies down and shacks up with the lie. I don't like shacks up in there. Mm. I don't like shacks up. It might be H. It might have added that, but I don't know. Yeah. Whereas I like the rest of the lyric. Hmm. What do you think it's about, Sonia? I don't know. It's another one that confused me. Um, so overall. I get the sense that it's a lovely, sweet, romantic love song about how nourishing and revitalizing and healing mm. love can be. Um, but specifically, I'm not really sure what it's about. Like, I don't know if it's a song about comforting someone who's who is grieving, either from the death of a loved one or maybe from grieving from a painful breakup or relationship. And that's just because there were lines like, you'll never look into those eyes again in this world. And love has died, but love is going to live again. So I thought, oh, is he is he talking about grief or from death or a breakup? Um, but then it's, you know, the overall theme is how love can revive someone who, who feels maybe ne- who's been neglected emotionally and you know they feel like their emotional like their heart is withered and dry and how their love can be like rehydrating I suppose um which obviously the song says you know talks about the withered dehydrated plant bend your head the way that flowers bend their heads and I'll I'll pour upon it my love like rain but then there's like this strange lyric in it that says people change and they turn strange and so will I. Uh, it makes no odds how we behave. And then I got confused. And it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't understand. Yes. Because it, it was uh, like the and so will I bit. So it's like, I don't I don't know now what this song's about anymore. I believe uh, it does come from being at the bedside of someone who's dying. Uh, oh, I think that was the inspiration. I thought, okay. unfortunately, I couldn't. I, I looked everywhere for where I've read this. And oh, I so it's find the person it. themselves that is dying, and their lot, and then the love is comforting that person on their. I deathbed. believe so. I, I, mean, I don't know. If it was oh. a parent from John Helmer's, or and I think H related 
to it. Oh, and yeah. so it's, yeah, lids that close and time that slows the rapid eye. There is no dreaming in the grave. You'll never look into those eyes again in this world. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. So, yeah, that I think is, so it's, a, again, it's another song about love. Yeah. And so people, are, people, um, was it grow strange and so will I? I have no it's idea. It's not so really, much strange. It's more like, you know, sometimes as people age, they get more yeah, I think eccentric or, yeah. That's how I read it. I do struggle to slightly fit it in with the, the theme of what I believe the song's about. Yeah. And then the other line is the truth shacks up with the lie. That's the like, so how, does that, lies down. how does that fit? I don't with... know. Who knows? Sometimes it's just, they're just words, aren't they? That just fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they are there for a reason. Sometimes I think H is just singing stuff for the sake of it. <laughs> <laughs> he could have picked any word. I think he's just like, yeah, just like, oh, that'll do. <laughs> of course, I don't think that uh, anyone who wants to, you know, have a go. <laughs> Um, they don't have a go at us anymore. Maybe no one's listening. Maybe that's what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no one's listening anymore. Oh. Um, yeah. So that's, that's it. I think it's a song about being at someone's bedside as they're dying. Yeah, I can see that. Now. So unfortunately, we know quite a bit about after the last year or so, didn't we? You know, um, it wasn't fun. But there you go. Hmm. Um, should we move on? Yeah. To the final song. Final song for this week, not for the album. No. Uh, one of my favourites. Oh, absolutely. One of mine as well. See, this is the thing. It's like, I know you're like, out of the last three albums, this one is your least, not you don't like it, but it's your least favourite out of it's, the last yeah, three. Yeah, I, I would say it's one of my favourite Marillion albums, but out of the but last of three, the just last because three. the next two got was <sighs> so I, much better. I think Sounds That like Can't Be Made, for me, edges out over um, fear, fear, just a like, tiny, yeah. tiny bit, just a tiny, tiny bit. They're pretty much equal, but, and it's because it's got songs like Power and Sounds That like Can't Be Made on yeah. it. It's And Invisible Ink, which is pretty much one of my all-time favourite all-round songs out of all music that have been created. So... I, I have a special, I feel a special connection and love for sounds that uh, can't be made. And it's your first Marillion and album. And it's my first Marillion album. But aside from that, it is because it's got those three songs on it. And Power is one of them because mm. it's What a just... run of songs, though. I know. I mean, including Gaza, even yeah. though it's not my favourite because it's just a difficult listen. But then even... Yeah, but Gaza does have like that it just ain't right bit at the end, yeah, which is just like you saw with it. But then the next three, these three kind of perfect pop rock songs. Yeah, and powerful songs. Yeah. Well, okay, Paul yeah. My Love isn't necessarily powerful. It's I was thinking of Invisible Ink. You know, power doesn't have to be overstated and overblown. I think it has a certain potency. Yeah. But power is... is Which is exactly what the song's kind of saying. Yeah, but but power, the song, has like a sort of darkness it to it. does that's... have a power to it. Like musically, it's got a punch yeah a kind of not not an obvious punch it's got a subtle that aftertaste of a punch where you kind of go like oh yeah that was really powerful actually yes. not even aftertaste i think you you get it straight away but it stays with you it sounds it's gonna sound like a weird thing but it sounds very marilliany do you uh, think so yeah i think it's a very marillion song it's one of those things they do well which is yeah, that okay. that 
It's not like massively long. Exactly. This is why I wanted to talk about the whole long short thing. Oh, when we got okay. to it. Yeah. Because it was Because if you tell me like classic Marillion, I would immediately jump to long songs exactly. like Exactly. That's my point. This strange engine. That was the point I was gonna make, but we ended up talking about it for poor my love. Right. But yeah, my point being that this song perfectly encapsulates along with songs like the Great Escape or Afraid of Sunlight, that sort of Marillion-ness yeah. in, in sort of under seven minutes. Yeah. Is it under seven minutes? Yes, it's six minutes seven. And yet I don't see power get mentioned often, yet it's kind of perfect Marillion. Mm. Does, doesn't get played a ton, does it? And it's great live. It's, Which always confuses yeah. me. Because it's like, but it's, yeah, exactly. Because well, maybe it's, it's just not been played for a while, but it, oh, maybe, it is yeah. brilliant live. Yeah. It's so brilliant. Because it, it packs a punch. Yeah. It's got like a really kind of funky rhythm to it, that bass. Mm. This is a, a show, bass showcase song. It's got such a, oh, it just grabs you from underneath. Yeah. It's um, a, a song for Pete. Which I think what is why it works especially well live. <laughs> we, should, we should release a charity single called A Song for Pete. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? In support of Pete Duravis. Like, we what? should get, like, a load of celebrity artists together to record that. What would they be singing? We're all friends of Pete. We're friends of Peter. We will come together to give our support to Pedro Avas. And what is the, what is the purpose for this song? Just like to try and lift him up, like uplift him. Yeah, just his make, just make his, give him a good day. Have, have a nice day. And the video could be he's in a chair while all these people are singing to him. So you've got like Bucks Fears, uh, Benny from ABBA, Jedwood. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Colin Baker. Doctor uh, Who? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Does celebrities. Sing? Does he sing? He could be on this and uh, they're all singing, We love you, Pete. We love you, Peter. And Stevie Wonder's there as well playing piano. Uh, Pete, Paul McCartney couldn't be in the video, but uh, it couldn't be there on the day, but he recorded... He CGI'd in. No, no, he they, they he recorded a bit in his garage <laughs> pretending to play bass on it. And at the end he goes, we love you, Pete. He'd <laughs> 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 have that Ringo as well saying peace and love. Nah, Pete, Ringo didn't want to be involved. Why? Uh, he was busy. Oh, was oh busy. okay. Uh, so it wasn't anything He was personal. busy... Uh, in his back garden with incinerating his fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Power. Bass, the bass. bass. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, a yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just great. It's great. Actually, this does fit with girls. And now I'm, I'm going back over my. Because of the punchiness. Yeah, I think so. And the darkness of it. Yeah. Even though it's, it's a, a, I'm saying it again, another song about love. Even though it is, I think, a song about love. It's... Um, yeah, but the darkness isn't like darkness as in, this is about no, something no. dark or more. It's kind of like the same darkness that you get in dark thunderclouds. So, yeah. you know, the sky becomes dark, but... It can be exciting. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, oh, yeah, thunderstorm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, is there? Is there? There's rain sounds. Is in there, it. I was going to say, are there rain sounds in yeah, it? There are. There are. Yeah. There are. There are. There are um, it's one of my favorite bits it's oh, like the yes, energy builds very, the energy yeah. builds the energy builds yeah. and then it kind of breaks and goes softer and you can hear these really subtle rain sounds i think it's around three minutes 27 and then at the end again after the song finishes it finishes with rain sounds can i just say it's as really well beautiful. it's got one of my favorite openings of a meridian song just that the, the guitar and then H coming in you carry yeah. it around like loose change jingle jangling at the bottom of your bag oh my favourite lyrics oh, my favourite lyrics I love that like that just <sighs> says so much without saying it obviously mm. oh, the, the, yeah I, the lyrics oh, you carry me so around good. like loose change jingle jangling jangling at the bottom of your bag yeah uh, it's and it's it's just like how what better way to talk about like feeling neglected or like, you know, not really you're valuable to someone, but not valuable enough for them to pay attention to you properly. They just kind of know you're there. Yeah. But I think it's about being in either love or lust with that person and then not, not it's not necessarily reciprocating. And they, they, and that but person I, I being the, unaware of their it's the, power. It's the una, it's the unawareness. It's like not only are they not reciprocating, they're just like not aware of you that much. They're so absorbed in their own self and their own life that it's like you are valuable to them. I mean, change, loose change is valuable. You you can use it for things, but it's not so valuable that you want to put it in your purse. You just like toss it in the bottom of your bag. It says so much. I mean, there's some really great lyrics. Oh, the the next bit as well when um, H sings, you swing down the street walking that unique birthday candle glow. Yeah, another great lyric. It's like, <laughs> it's, oh, my yeah. God, birthday candle glow. That's just like, I mean, I don't know what it means to him and in the song, but to me it kind of made it seem like this person is a little bit like they just think they're special. They think they're special. They've got this like, oh, yeah, I'm a birthday candle glow. But that in the end, a birthday candle is just like a tiny little thin stick that burns out after a few seconds. But, like, they just think they're so great. Mm. They don't even think they're so great. They just, you know, they're just glowing like, I guess it's a sense of pride or something. Um, and I didn't know if it was a song that was more geared towards, like, politicians and things like that, you know, like they have self-importance, their sense of power is through, um, you know, um, things like the military or having gold or having, being able to instill laws upon the population and things like that. I don't think it's about, personally, I don't think it's anything no, not, a, not even that, a little bit. Not even slightly, because then you get like to the way army, I love... Tradi- look, traditional power, like it's armies, about, no, weapons, it's a song about love. It's about saying all of those things. All that kind of power is insignificant. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And, and it's like versus oh. the power of sensitivity. Like someone might be... Um, even though someone, like the hippies of this world, I suppose... Even the artists, the poets, they might be seen as weaker because they are more sensitive, more caring, more, they feel more deeply, more gentle, perhaps, 
Not all of them. I'm sure there are some. Um, I just think it's about you know that that power is within them as potential energy, like it's coiled up, coiled up potential energy that could erupt at any time. And when it does, it's more long-standing because it's not it's not based upon the outside world. I, I don't think it's that. I just think it's about a particular relationship or person or whether that person doesn't see you but then you get the whole the way I love you it's something you don't understand the way I love you took more than I could imagine even now yeah then there's that's obviously you never knew power all the time you felt so strong but now you can't function awake or asleep as the meaningless world falls away from your feet and the universe ceases its light speed retreat life was sweet in the meteor shower so I don't know I don't know if the the tense switch is there so at first he's talking to someone else and then he talks about himself. Yeah, I don't know. because um, Or it could be all about himself. Because for me, it could also be someone who at first put important. So we'll, we'll change the word power for the word importance. Put their importance on the outside world. So things like perhaps fame, gold, popularity. They're, they're all things outside of you, right? And all, because they're outside of you, they can fall away at any moment. You have no control what happens over them. And But what is discovered is when your sense of energy comes from within you or from, like, you know, that non-physical part of you, that can't crumble and fall because that's internal. Oh, no. It's like, you I know... S- oh, that's all quite woo-woo, isn't it? I just think it's again, it's a song about love saying my love was way more powerful than rockets and meteors and thunder and lightning. I just, that's how I see it. Yeah. And that you I didn't, mean, yeah, you didn't I see even that have a clue, well. did you, that I loved you that much? Yeah. Because you, you were so obsessed with. You thought, yeah, maybe so obsessed with that or just didn't notice. I, you know, yeah. you just didn't notice me. Yeah. I, in a way, like I think. Like unrequited love. Yeah. It's possibly unrequited love or. or it, it, I see it as sort of, in a way, a sister song to Sounds That Can't Be Made, at least lyrically. Mm. Yeah, there, there are is. There some are thematics. Links. Yeah, there are. Going back to what you said, um, that verse where, where he sings, but now you can't function, awake or asleep, as the meaningless oh, world that falls away from your feet. As well. I was going to say, I love the rhythm oh, of that. The drama of the it. Rhythm the drama of, of it for the me. The drama, but the way it, the, the way the verse is constructed with the certain words in each place it's the rhythm that they create is oh that's exquisite that's just so beautiful Mm. yeah it's a a brilliant brilliant song it was the first song we heard off the album the very first yeah it was the first one they released on youtube Uh, it's also one that we've talked about this before although when i mentioned it to mark kelly when we interviewed him he didn't have a clue what i was talking about that definitely pete in interviews and I think H did power as a lyric certainly was floating around for years and Pete said this Pete yeah well yeah Pete and H I think were talking about power years ago in terms of like songs they were working on for various albums and I remember Pete specifically saying oh we have this song called power that has a has a chorus that he just says you just know it's going to be sung around the world you know if we can just finish the song but apparently whatever that version of it was, they just dropped it and uh, H put the lyric onto a new onto a new piece of music. Oh, wow. So, I'd love to hear what that yeah, was. Yeah, well, I guess they never like. finished it to their complete uh, their, their satisfaction. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but as a lyric, it was one that was definitely doing the rounds because it got men- and they it obviously got them excited because they they mentioned it in interviews. I heard it in more mentioned in more than one interview. Oh, so that's interesting, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. You get all the good trivia on this podcast. <laughs> if that is what it is. I don't know what that means. If, uh, is that Is that? Is that about the word trivia or podcast? Podcast. Oh. Are we even a podcast? I guess I guess if, so. We're on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and Spotify. If a podcast A-cast. broadcasts in a Forest, is it even a podcast? Mm. But not in a forest. Anyway, uh, so it's a shorter episode this week. Yeah, uh, how about that? We, we can do it. We can do it. We well, can we, rein ourselves in. Yeah, we are. We're good at reining ourselves in. We just choose not to sometimes. <laughs> I don't think we were reining ourselves in this time. No, we, we weren't. There's nothing to rein we ourselves weren't. in at the moment. We weren't. Also, we never rein ourselves in but because we, we, we don't want to. We had a conversation about this. Do you remember the other day? Did we? Yeah. What was the conversation? Um, that we choose to just be ourselves and not, <laughs> not censor ourselves for the sake of uh, for the for the sake of an easy life oh. that we can't help it. We've not done anything controversial in this episode. This is a boring ending. I'm going to wrap it up now. Okay. <sighs> So, everyone, thank you for that uh, listening next week. Uh, that's a good question. We've, we're going to the, the, the roundhouse. Next week? Well, as this goes out on the Monday. Oh, we're going the following, the following Sunday. Sunday. Yikes. Yikes. We're so, not going to be able to record that, or are we? Well, no, I suspect the next episode will be the next part of Sounds That Can't Be Made. And the episode after will be our will review be the, of the Roundhouse. Yeah, unless we record Monday morning about the Roundhouse and put it out the same day. Ah, it's a thought, but we might be hungover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will be hungover. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to drink. You say this. It's a time, Sunday night. I, you I say like this every time we do anything. Brained. That's fine. I'm, I'll just sleep. I'll in look on after Monday. you. Uh, so yes oh so the next episode you hear yes i think will be sounds that can't be made part three or four now we're on uh and roundhouse review after that because they're touring at the moment yeah we know the or we list. may flip those around depending yeah. on how we feel set list is interesting we did say should we have a discussion about it but i know some people don't like spoilers so. well you can say don't like if you don't want a spoiler, we'll say bye now, and then you can give the spoiler to the people who do want spoilers. Well, the people who want spoilers probably already know what the set list is. Yeah, so let's not let's not go into it. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm happy with that set list. Uh, they're playing at least three of my favourite Marillion songs. Uh, playing at least one or two that uh, I still feel are overplayed. But I think it's a good balanced set list for the people that want to hear the popular songs um, versus a couple of uh, lesser played songs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. And I'm all for I rarities. Can't, I can't rem- You told me the set list the other day and I've forgotten it already. So Well, the first night, I mean, I don't know by the time this goes out whether it will be back in the set list, but they played two songs in the f- second encore that uh, I don't think anyone saw coming, but then they didn't play them oh, again. Oh, yeah. 
how many how many gigs have they done three as, or part, four, as part of this tier? As, as we tier at, tour. as we record this, three or four. Is the set list changing dramatically each time, or is it no. mainly all they've done the same? is drop three of the songs? Oh. Uh, so yeah, but not put three new ones in. No, or one super long new one. No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to see what we get to hear. Yes. Yes, some variation on what they've played already. Is my betting. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your psychic vision? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I've just got a sneaking suspicion it's going to be a variation or exactly the same uh, set list as, the, as they've played already. Okay. Just a guess. All right, wild guess. <laughs> right, we're going. Um, if you want to get these episodes early, www.patreon.com slash mrbiffo. Uh, you can send us an email, beampod at gmail.com. Subscribe, tell people about us, tell them we're actually quite nice people. Uh, that would be good. And How would they know? Uh... Don't don't listen to what they come across as on their podcast. Oh, They're yeah, actually true. quite nice. Tell tell them we're nicer than we come across. How would they know? <laughs> no, just they I know didn't say they have life. to know it. Just do it. Just tell them that. <laughs> or I'll cut ya. Oh, yeah, we we will. <laughs> we'll cut you. Gone downhill. Right. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.